Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Beyond Sleep Training Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing real tales of how people have managed sleep in their family outside of sleep training culture. Because sleep looks different with a baby in the house. And because every family is different, there is no one-size-fits-all approach to take. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Kalkadoon people. I pay my respects to the elders of this nation and the many other nations our guests reside in from the past, present and emerging. We honour Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and the unique cultural and spiritual relationships to the land, water and seas, as well as their rich contributions to society, including the birthing and nurturing of children. Welcome back to the Beyond Sleep Training Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Grubb, and with me again this week is my neighbour, Therese Collings, who's coming along for a second episode with us so we can hear a bit about more about her sleep journey with her second baby and also discussing a bit about what it's like having teenagers in the house because we've talked with people who've got preschoolers and school-aged kids, but we haven't had a guest on yet who's really had a bit of a chat about how sleep looks when you've got teenage kids so in case that's of interest for people looking way down the track for most of our listeners. So welcome back to the show, Therese. Thank you. And where we left off, we were just talking about how you you really had a very relaxed and realistic view of going into sleep with your second babe. Yeah. You weren't thinking it was going to be peachy, but you were also not stressed about what was ahead of you. Yeah. How did it actually turn out when she arrived? Yeah, so she was a much calmer baby, <laughs> um, except we adjusted how we were. So our first baby went straight to cot. We didn't do bassinet, didn't do any of that. Our second babe, um, we decided, no, like we're going to have a bassinet. And I was like, I feel like that might help with feeding. It might help with everything. So 
I didn't really base how we approached it on any specific like theory or what people had said. It was just more like, I'm feeling like I want this. And she was a very worrying sleeper because she'd always snuggle into the side of the Mm. bassinet. So Mm. I was forever moving her. Yeah. So like and these she, little movers and grovers, um, they give you stress levels when they're newbies. Still is. She head butts the wall of a night time now. So it's like <laughs> she's forever moving. Yeah. Or yeah. she'll like spin herself 180 and go like bury herself under a blanket. Like she's actually Sylvie was like that because she learned to roll herself yeah. so early, but she yeah. could only roll one way yeah the relief I felt when she could yeah. flip herself back over I was like because yeah. you just wake up and she was so tiny yeah but oof, and she yeah, would do no. the flip so quick yeah yeah anyway sorry no, no you're right she's yeah definitely a mover grouper um and we started using like sleep suits and stuff didn't do any of that with our first one yeah with the second one we decided oh we'd invest in them um, those love to dream swaddles and stuff because it wasn't until our first one was a bit older that because none of my friends had babies. Mm. Like I'd not been around babies for like years. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, like what's all this new stuff? And like there's so much out there now. Yeah, too and much. <laughs> Just but yeah, yes. so much. And um, so I went, oh, like, okay, like you can actually get these little suits for sleep and like maybe that would stop the effect of startling mm. like and so I was like I'm gonna try it like because I don't want to do belly sleeping yeah and then she started rolling in the bassinet and I went now your arms are stuck in this suit uh-huh. and you're rolling I was like, was like no, ah. That's a, that was my yeah. girl too I had that real problem Just, I had to take her out of those uh, suits so quick because yeah. she was so determined to roll yeah I moved her to one where the arms were free yeah because I was like at least then you can use your yeah. arms and she did I don't yeah. was yours like a little mine was like uh, a little yeah. turtle like yeah. she from really new yeah. she could push up yeah because she was crawling was, at four months but she was just yeah. so strong in her yeah Mm. So I would like watch her mm. so much of a night time and I was like, God, I'm glad you're right next to the bed because I can go here and like watch you without getting too exhausted because like I'm resting. Yeah. So and I think too, because it's some of it like I don't know, like you get like a it, an anxiety about it, but it's almost like a a warranted anxiety yeah. because you know that yeah. it is a risk, but at the yeah. same time, what are you gonna do? So exactly. keeping her close, being able to monitor her, yeah, that was a great safety mechanism. Yeah. Cause you can imagine it was if she was away from you. Oh, if she was in a whole nother room, I don't think I'd sleep. No. <laughs> I'd probably be like checking and yeah. Like I feel like my anxiety around that side of stuff was higher with the second one um than what it was with our first. What well do you think it was awareness of I think it was just more like with our first, I wasn't so like, I just wasn't worried about it Mm. because I was like, oh, well, like babies are like, you know, they're mini primates. They know what to do. Mm. Like we don't have to worry too much. Meanwhile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And one I was like, "Mm -hmm. okay, let's, you know. Try a few things and see what you can do. Let's rejig this. And like, yeah, she predominantly slept for like six odd hours from the time she was put down like her second night at home so much calmer wow so much calmer there was I think it was like the fourth night where she was a little bit unsettled and then I was like oh you know what? I'm going to try this white noise thing that everyone talks about because <laughs> I was like I hate doing this stuff because <laughs> yeah. then like the 
people's comments of don't get them used to that. They're going to always, uh, I started going, oh no, like if I do it now, like am I going to be doing it forever? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I really questioned it. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't have a white noise machine because I wasn't doing this. Like this is mm. not what I was doing. So I literally YouTube, like put yeah. my phone screen down really low, like so it wasn't bright and everything and that was the one thing where she would then settle for four odd hours and then she woke again and I kind of like I had this sort of like why are you sleeping how you normally and I went oh it's just one night Therese like seriously get over it and I was like oh pick you up every night yeah (laughs) but I was like oh like in that moment instead of being like no and like getting really stressed and like I'm doing something wrong or something's not right or like you know I just went okay like you just want cuddles like something's going on yeah, you stop questioning. Like you just so let hard. go. There's <laughs> a lot of energy goes into that question yeah. and problem solving. Whereas if you just go, yeah, she's awake. Yeah. Let's go have a cuddle and just get on with doing. it. We'll be yeah. right. <laughs> and so, how is feeding going through that time then for you? Um, really good. Like the first, um, what she was about three months old when we hit our first speed bump, and it was more. She just wanted, like, she wanted more and more and more and more and more, and she was really unsettled for a couple of days. And I went what is going on? And cause at first I was like, okay, like you're cluster feeding, like you've like a, a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fine. Like I can work with this. And then I went through the first night and I was like, okay, like not unusual, like a day and night, like that's fine. And then the next day, and I was like, oh, I feel like I've got nothing left Nothing's for happening. you. Like, mm. I don't know if you're doing it to try and boost supply, but my supply is not boosting. Like I'm not responding. Yeah. You can feel it. So difference. I was like, Oh, what do I do? Yeah. So we ended up buying formula as a backup. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, my supply had dipped a bit, but what she was trying to do to boost it wasn't working. Yeah. And I was like, well, you need sleep. I need to be able to boost my supply. Like, how are we going to do this? So we patchwork fed for, I think it was like two or three days. So I think she ended up having maybe like one full formula bottle across that time. It was something very minor because I was like, is that all she had? Like, yeah, so in she, my head, I was like, you oh, think she's, she's starving. So much. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, then I got onto um, a recipe for lactation cookies and all that type of stuff. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try these things that I didn't really have that opportunity to try with Cora. So I was like, no, I'm going to try it this yeah. time. Like, I'm going to, you know, instead of just going, oh, well, that's that. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, it was no, important to you to try these yeah. things. Yeah. And then after she'd feed from me and if she went down for sleep, like if she was still looking for more, Ross would give her the bottle while I then pumped because I'm like, I'm just going to see if I can actually get any more after she's pulled away. And then Cora Cora would come and sit with me and she'd hold the pump and she'd be like, helping. And I was like, okay, you can do your helping. And like she'd press the buttons on the pump and she'd do all that. And that was her little thing in like, at first I was kind of like, no, don't touch. And I was like, no, actually, like, yeah, you can, you can, help. You can help, like, through this way. And then Russ was like, oh, like, we haven't been involving her as much as what we could. <laughs> I was like, no, we haven't. I was like, okay. Here well, we she go. was interested. Yeah. So, and good. so then from there she became the real, like, you know, you need to, baby's crying, mom. Like, you know, there's literally a photo of her pointing at MRI on the lounge with MRI crying. And she's, like, frowning at me like, Come on, mum. What is this? Baby needs help. Hello. <laughs> and I was like, oh, stop. So cute. 
So like, yeah, then we really involved her. And then she became like, she would sit next to me on the lounge and she would like hold there while I was feeding. And she's like, are you feeding baby? I'm like, I'm feeding baby. And then she's like, I feed my baby. And then like she'd try and feed her baby and things like that. And I was like, oh, like. It's really beautiful, isn't it? Watching our bigger ones. more relaxing than what it ever has been. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, my supply came back and managed to feed her through till when she went to daycare because my thing was like, I was like, I can't express that I could get next to nothing when I did pump. So I was like, I'm not going to try and express for daycare because I was going back to work full time. I was like, I get one break. Yeah. In the day, like it's not enough to feed her. Yeah. So I just went, oh, well we'll transition out a bottle and that way then like come then she was 12 months so we just wow slowly, you did so well yeah 10 weeks to 12 months oh Therese the difference that's epic <laughs> so then um yeah we transitioned her slowly over to the um watered down cow's milk because everyone's like oh don't just give it to them straight like blah 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 and I was like oh should we look into like an alternate milk and Ross was like if you're no. going to feed, it's what's in your family diet, isn't it? And so I think like, that's people question that, and mostly well, it's see, what's like, going to be in your family Russell diet. I've been vegan before, so we've had soy milk, we've had like you know yeah. all these different milks. So we were like, oh, do we just do cows? Like, are we are we that family that buys like half a trolley of milk now? Like, <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> so we kind of went, oh, okay. And like Cora was having her milk bottles, and so then I kind of went, oh, like you know maybe they'll just watch each other and. Work it yeah, out. That's because you can do sippy cups and things too from yeah. one day twelve months, can't yeah. you? You don't need to even no. necessarily go bottle. No. Yeah. So now they have sippy cups because they like to have a bottle of a night time. Ah, that's a how's the teeth? <laughs> you have to do that. Do they let you brush them afterwards? Yes. Yeah. So. Most of the time, like so, they'll brush their teeth of a morning, of a night, like after dinner. So mm. they go for their bath and brush their teeth, and then pending how they're going, if they fall asleep while they're having. The bottle, I'm like, oh. It's a tough one then, isn't it? Yeah. Messing with messing with a sleeping baby. Who wants to do that? Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah. There's always something. Just, yeah. And then the dummies because, anyway. Dummies are a challenge. I, I only had one guy who took a yes. dummy and it was, he, he ended up giving it up easy enough when yeah. he decided it but he decided it was time like he yeah. was, but still then him trying to figure out how to calm down to sleep. Yeah. Whew, it's yeah. hard work for them. Yeah. So it's like another, it was, yeah. Like we had Cora putting dummies out for the dummy fairy and then the dummy fairy would leave a book like at the front door. So we would normally do it like when we were going out. Yeah. So like one of us would put the kids in the car and then the other one would do the slobberoo and chuck the dummies. And, um, that was working. And then she realized MRI still had a dummy. Oh, it's tricky being so she's like, a little one. Hey, uh, you don't just get a dummy and oh. keep taking her dummy. Oh, and you're like, she's dying. Like, mm. And so that came into the challenge. And like, they'll go, both of them go all day at daycare without a dummy. Mm. They don't even look for it, don't ask for it, don't anything. Come home. The second they get in the car, where's my dummy? Mm. And I'm like, we don't need a dummy. We're in the car. Yeah. Like we don't need a dummy. We're good. It's such and a like, comfort pattern yeah, though, isn't it, for just, them? Yeah. And 
like Ross gets really annoyed at the dice because he's like, they don't need them. I'm like, I know they don't need them. But they help to us. Still. But for them, they're like, I need the dummy. Yeah. And so now we, like we, if they're doing something, eating at the table, anything like that, we're always like dummies up. Yeah. Like, you know, we do something, take dummy out and they'll take it out. Like they don't even suck on them anymore. They're just there. They just sit there. Yeah. And it's like. I've heard that for lots of people and I think like, mm. the, you know, trying to go gradually like you yeah. guys are, just it's got to be the gentlest way and for And then we're going to introduce another one. And- <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Even <laughs> it, it is different because you've got that slightly bigger age gap this yeah. time. It does yeah. help because they're kind of in a different realm. Yeah. Like I know yeah. our guys yeah. with the third babe, they were very understanding of the baby. the baby. Like yeah. they got mm. the difference. It's yeah. not always easy when they're so close together because no. they're both babies. So yeah. It's a bit tricky. Uh, we're hoping that they're a little bit more understanding of ba- that's baby. That's for baby. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, see how that goes. Because it's always like we said though, there's always something. Cause I know yes. like, you know, so like my other two never had dummies, so we never yeah. had to do the the dummy yeah. weaning stuff but we you know with my other two there was still stages and things where mm-hmm. they found sleep really hard that I probably skipped over with my first guy because the yeah. dummy helped um and I just didn't have that with them so I don't think there's like any one option for you where you're going to avoid rough times with your little I mean, Corey didn't take a dummy until she was three months old and that was because she started teething at three months no, so yeah. she like identified it as like a soother and oh, that was the first time that we'd given it to her and she'd kept it because mm-hmm. when we first identified she was colicky we kept giving the dummy to try and soothe her by thinking maybe you just need to suck like we don't know what's going on for you and um she would always spit it out and just not want it mm-hmm. and so we were like okay no worries and then my you know process of elimination and then one afternoon I gave it to her when I was undressing her for bath and she kept it in her mouth the whole time getting undressed carrying to the bath going for bath getting out of the bath, getting just the after bath, like, and she would not let it go. And I was like, okay, all right, we take a dummy now. <laughs> and then it was here and there after that. And it wasn't until she was about the 10, 11 month old mark that she started going, I want my dummy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should have just gotten rid of them. When you weren't so fast. Yeah. I was then, like, I missed it. Like, yeah. Damn. It's true. So, yeah. And now she'll still like hold it in her mouth and then we're kind of like, you know, you're a big girl now. Like, we don't need dummies. Like, you know, and she'll take like six dummies to bed with her. <gasps> she'll her. use one. Yeah. Yeah. But she's got her collection six, and she puts them next to a pillow and we're kind of like, oh. Oh man, I like oh I love three year olds. I've got a three. They are just hilarious. Like I feel like it's just she that. Does some funny things. Yeah, it's but, the best. But, but yeah, like with Amaria, like she didn't take a dummy either. Like we didn't use dummy for soothing. Like she would feed to sleep, so I would feed her to sleep whilst patting Cora. So I would literally sit on the end of Cora's bed, patting Cora, and like breastfeeding Amaria to sleep, and then. Yeah, like they, she'd fall off to sleep feeding and then I'd pack Cora off to sleep and then go put MRI down in the bassinet. So then we started doing a like transition for day naps in the cot to see how she'd go because I was like, I'm okay if like the day sleep's disrupted a bit. Yeah. Like we can manage that because um, then she'll fall back asleep on me. Like, you know, it's easy enough to manage in amongst Cora, like chuck her in the baby where she can still get a decent sleep. Yeah. Um, nighttime sleep. Like she was sleeping the six, seven hours chunk at the beginning. I was like, I don't want to disrupt. Don't want to mess with that sleep. Yeah. Like that's 
you know, her good chunk of sleep. And so we did that way and she transitioned quite fine. Yeah, it was literally like a few days and she was like, you sound like you got so lucky that you were able to like get them off to sleep and put them down. Cause I, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't, not all the time. Okay. I was gonna say, cause <laughs> not I was, every time. Cause I definitely didn't have transferable babies. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Not every time. Sometimes it would be like, you know, I'd be sitting in with Cora for like an hour, hour and a half to get her off to sleep. Yeah. Cause she was just, she still is. Sometimes she'll take, you know, the hour and a half to go off to sleep. Yeah depending if she's had a nap or just rested oh, at daycare and three-year-olds and naps. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that type of stuff. So it's an ongoing thing, but it's just one of those things that's a little bit messy and takes a bit longer sometimes. And so that's normally when like, I'll chuck an AirPod in and yeah. listen to podcasts because I'm like, what else do you do? Yeah. yeah. Patting a babe off just like, like I can still hear you. I'm here. I'm comforting. I'm still present but yeah also zoning and I'm not gonna lose so. my crap because I've got something else <laughs> exactly. I can focus on for now exactly and so then um yeah I'd pat her off to sleep and if it took quite a while an MRI would like go off quite quickly then when I would go to move her sometimes she would go like oh like you're putting me down mm. and then she'd have another feed um because she hadn't had a decent okay so she might not have been asleep. done exactly yeah so there were nights where, like, she could wake, like, an hour or two after being put down. Yeah. But otherwise, like, most times, I'd say, like, 90% of the time she'd go down fine. But, yeah. Amazing. Like she is. You lucked out, they, by the way. Yeah. Can I yeah. just, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to everybody listening along. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know. They are pretty good sleepers. Yeah, and I think, but it's really good for people listening along to know, like you've you've fed them to sleep, you've mm. helped your babes off to sleep yeah. the entire time, yeah, and they can sleep these big long chunks because yeah. that's like I think some people really get it in their head that if you do those things, they're going to wake because yeah, you've got your dependent like sleep associations yeah, that no. people love to go on about. No. It just doesn't work like that. No, they and sleep like, for as long yeah, as they can sleep exactly. And like now, Cora wakes during the night. And then she just walks straight in and stands at the side of bed where I am <laughs> and she'll just wait. <laughs> like, Mom, I'm going to need yeah. you. And then I'm like, okay, I need you to climb up because Mommy cannot lift you right Yeah. <laughs> and so then, like, yeah, Comes she'll climb up and then she just snuggles on in and that's it. Like, she's back asleep within 10 seconds. Sounds like, like my three-year-old you know, just needs just, that closeness. Yeah. I don't know, too, like uh, for mine, my person, she's got a lot of time away from us at the moment to mm-hmm. start a kindy and doing all yeah. those things. So I feel like she's gotten even more intense with her need yeah. to come in for extra cuddles at yeah. night because she's got so much yeah. time away. Like a Cora reconnection. started liking to watch videos. So she likes to watch them on like a tablet or oh, something. Yeah. And so then of an afternoon where she would normally come for cuddles, She's now watching videos. Ah. And so I'm like, all right, like I feel like you've just shifted. some of that out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You've shifted where you're getting it from. But in, and it's like different with third baby coming mm-hmm. and whatnot too. Like it's kind of their needs remain, even though exactly. you are now split mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's like part yeah. of the adjustment when you welcome yeah. a new person. Cause I think you sometimes then expect more from your toddlers. Oh, yeah. But actually, they're still that same little person. They look huge when yeah. you've got a newborn, huge. <laughs> and you, um, like you should be past them. Yeah, no. but really they're not. And no. I think it's like such a, an important one to keep pulling yourself back on, yeah. hey, to realise yeah. that actually they're still really small mm-hmm. and trying to work with them 
because it's yeah. a big shift for them too, isn't oh, yeah. it? And she'll know for sure that there's, yeah. you know, new human. She's been oh, there, done this yeah. before. Yeah, no, she sister. sits in the car because she's in the middle next to both because she's the one that you can say like gentle hands and understands gentle hands. Yeah. Whereas the other Oh, ones. the car seat placements. Oh. <laughs> we the, had that. The amount of we stuff that. that goes into it. Yes. And um, we put his seat in and she goes, Mum, you put his seat in but you haven't put him in yet. And I'm like, no, because he's not born yet. He's still tucked. And then she's like, <laughs> well, you need to get him out of your belly. And I was like, I know. I know she's ready to, to meet him. Oh. So, yeah, she's kind of like, where is he? Mm. Like every afternoon, where's the baby, Mum? Mm. <laughs> like, still in Mum's belly. <laughs> well, not for much longer, Cora. We're all so, excited to hear so soon. We just have to wait. Yeah. And she's kind of like, oh, like, you know, this is ridiculous. Mm. It's like, yeah, I know. It's what I'm just thinking because I just looked at the time. We're nearly at the end of our second episode. But before we do that, you have a teenager in your house. We do. How does teenage sleep look? So he struggles. <laughs> he struggles with the early wakes from the younger ones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, he would normally have, like, he would go to bed really, really late and then Wants wake to up. sleep in. Yeah. Whereas he's gone through a bit of a shift. So when he was living with his mom, he could do that because there were no little kids in the house. Mm. So now he's had to shift all of that. And he's like, he's responded quite well to it in that he does go to bed earlier and that he does still struggle a bit to go off to sleep though. Yeah. So it's quite a different, like he obviously doesn't need you to sit there and pat him off to sleep. But he does need those cues of like, okay, like, you know, you need to put the phone down. Yeah. We need to stop this now. We yeah. need to do this, like, you know, and try and work him through that. Supporting his sleep ID. Yeah. But it's also like you're 14. Yeah. This is for you. Like, yeah. You know, to understand and to work through. And so we try and do it in a way that's not like, are you always telling me up my phone? Yeah. You know, because then it becomes a different argument. Yes. And it's like we're not saying it for that. We're saying we're it trying to help you sleep. get to sleep. Yeah. Which he's actually quite receptive to. So that's good. Um, but yeah, he'll generally sleep through like he gets himself up for school and everything comes six o'clock. That's awesome. So like for some teens really struggle with that get up for school time because yeah. I know they've talked about yeah. pushing high school later because yeah. a teen normally it's, naturally yeah. sleeps that bit later. Yeah. So he's started getting up uh, like he kind of realized oh like the girls are up come six like you know that's when the game's on really, in the south yeah, <laughs> like you can't really sleep too much past there. On a weekend though he does manage to and we're like, it's the weekend. Oh, of course. Like, he's got to be able to have rest when he wants to rest sleep. as well. We're not worried. Yeah. Because he'll be like, oh, do I have to be up in the morning? We're like, no. No. Are you good? <laughs> if anything, one of us will be home and the other one goes with the girls. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, You're right. <laughs> and um, like he'll get himself up, get himself ready for school. All the rest of it comes home, does his thing and like generally takes himself off to bed come nine. Because, like, Ross is very stern on, like, 9.30, latest, your bedtime. Yeah. Because he's like, I know that you take a bit to get to sleep. Yeah. So I want to make sure that by the time you're asleep, it's you're not getting too. enough sleep. Yeah, fair call. So does he feel better when he's had enough? Like, does mm. he notice the feeling mm -hmm. of when he hasn't had enough sleep? Yeah, he kind of goes, oh, I didn't sleep very well last night. And, you know, we kind of go, oh, like, how do you know that? Like, what happened? He's like, oh, I work at this time and then I work at this time and then I work at this time. and Still waking at night. Yeah. 
just exactly. doesn't just doesn't mean exactly. you know a cuddle with mum and dad exactly. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm curious to know though because you know lots goes on in teen brains oh, yeah. and whatnot. Does he sometimes need to like download what's worrying well, him before bed? We said bed? to him like, "Oh, are you worried about anything? Like, did something happen at school that day? Or like, you know, what do you kind of wake up like? Are you thinking about something or?" like what's kind of happening and he'll be like oh, I thought about like what I was meant to do in this class or like you know I remembered that I didn't do this and like so Ross has gotten him into the habit of um because with the boys like, I very much go like Ross is the main parent yeah. there yeah. I was like I'm side but you're yeah you're the main one there and so he's like oh like here's a notebook here's a pen that's your diary put that next to your bed if you wake during the night and you're thinking of stuff, write, write it down. down. Yeah. So he's tried to kind of like get him to a point of it's okay that you're waking because you're worried about it, but it's in like what happens after that. Yes. Like yeah. how can we manage after that? Yeah. And so he's kind of gone, oh, okay. And like on the weekend stuff was worrying him. So he decided I'm like, dad, I'm going to write in my book. Like I need to get stuff out. And Ross was like, Okay. Good All right. work. And he's like, he actually listens. Did <laughs> <laughs> he just like, oh, like, that's a high five moment with a teen in the house. Was, surely, like, surely. It was already like, I'm out there. <laughs> but Russ was like, actually listens. Like, oh, Take that one. As a, of course he listens. Yeah, it's like, so good though because it's not being yeah. done in a threatening manner. Like it's no. just a, like, you know, yeah. these are some tools. Mm. You don't have to use it, but you well, might find it helpful. Yeah, like Ross goes, you know, do you pull up notes on your phone? He's like, I don't know how you kids, like, you know, use your phones for this side of things. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sometimes, like, yeah, you can write notes and stuff and all that. And Ross is like, okay, like, do you do, like, journal or, like, you don't or, like, you know, where are you at? And Riley would be like, nobody journals, Dad. Actually, what people <laughs> like, do. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so, not going to tell you about it. Exactly. Like, and that's what we said to him. We're like, you know, it's okay if you do. Like the whole point yeah. of a journal is for yourself and it's a way of getting You don't need to discuss it with anyone. Yeah. Exactly. And um, like Ross just said to him, you know, if that is your way of doing it, like if you do wake at night, he's like, it's not great to have your phone. Mm, lights on. You know, hence the paper and pen. So yeah. So you're not having like this bright light. And he's like, well, I still open my phone so I can see the paper and pen. And Ross was like, yeah, well, fair point. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but like, he's very open to that side of things. I think if you had like a teenager that wasn't though, to manage like. I guess that'd know, be the, the thing, isn't it? You'd be adjusting is, yeah. like to it's a little bit the person different. you got again. Exactly. Like growing up, my sister would sleep all the time. Whereas I was up early, going yeah. for a run home, like, you know. Like we go to sleep at the same time. But bodies but are so different, like aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I'm a very sleepy person, yeah. which is interesting <laughs> being the person I am. But I actually need way more sleep than most adults. Like I'm above average in terms yeah. of sleep that I actually need. Yeah. And um, I've always been like that. So as a teenager, yeah. I was shocking to get yeah. places. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't doing anything wrong. Like I was just no, doing what just, my body yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the thing once again, yeah. like if your teen is a really yeah. long sleeper or yeah, that exactly. there is still teens who don't need much sleep. No. As well, if they're functioning well, you're not seeing like that that tiredness in them. Yeah. They might actually be all right as well. Yeah. So you can adjust accordingly. Yeah. But all right. Well, I'm just looking at our time, and we yeah. are maxed out to the max. But I'm so glad we got the teen conversation in, and we're very excited to be welcoming third baby Collings any day now. Um, 
And yeah, hopefully, (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on the show. And we've got a unique perspective there. What a comeback for a breastfeeding journey too, for second babe. Well done you. Very different different with also just different mindset to go with, which is awesome. And appreciate the take on team sleep. We haven't had that one before. So thank you. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. The information we discussed was just that, information only. It is not specific advice. If you take any action following something you've heard from our show today, it is important to make sure you get professional advice about your unique situation before you proceed, whether that advice be legal, financial, accounting, medical, or any other advice. Please reach out to me if you do have any questions or if there's a topic you'd really like us to be covering. And if you know somebody who'd really benefit from listening to our podcast, please be sure to pass our name along. Also check out our free peer support group, the Beyond Sleep Training Project and our wonderful website, www.littlesparklers.org. If you'd like even more from the show, you can join us as a patron on Patreon and you can find a link for that in our show notes. If listening is not really your jam, we also make sure we put full episode transcripts on our Little Sparklers website for you to also enjoy and fully captioned YouTube videos as well on our Little Sparklers channel. So thanks again for listening today. We really enjoy bringing this podcast to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.